0: We are recording this podcast on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We wish to pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and extend our respects to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening.
1: Everybody, I'm Priscilla, and I'm Elise. Welcome to Novel Feelings, where we discuss representations of mental health issues in fiction novels. And we're very excited today to be reviewing Darius the Great Is Not Okay by Adeeb Kora. And before we get started on our review, here are some of our usual disclaimers: We are a spoiler podcast, and this podcast should not be taken as therapeutic advice. We're speaking today as psychologists and book lovers not necessarily as people with lived experience of the mental health issues that are covered in this book. Our voices are limited this way. Stay tuned at the end of this episode for some more information about these issues, including writing from people with lived experience.
0: All right. So a little bit more about the author. So Adeeb Khorem is an author, graphic designer, and tea enthusiast born and raised in Kansas City, Missouri, his first novel, Darius the Great is Not Okay, was published in 2018 by Dial Books for Young Readers. It won a lot of awards, actually. <laughs> it's done really well. So the William C. Morris mm-hmm. Award for Best Debut Author Writing for Teens, the Asian Pacific American Literature Association's Young Adult Award, and a mm-hmm. Boston Globe Horn Book Award Honor, among other accolades. There's been a sequel published to Darius the Great Deserves Better in August 2020, which became an instant indie bestseller and received a Stonewall honour. His debut picture book Seven Special Somethings and Nauru's Story was published in spring 2021.
1: And here's a summary of Darius the Great It's not okay. Darius Kellner speaks better Klingon than Farsi, and he knows more about Hobbit's social cues than Persian ones. He is a fractional person, half, on his mom's side, and his first ever trip to Iran is about to change his life. Darius has never really fit in at home, and he's sure things are going to be the same in Iran. His clinical depression doesn't exactly help matters, and trying to explain his medication to his grandparents only makes things harder. Then Darius meets Serab, the boy next
0: door, and everything changes.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: (laughs) so why did we choose this book I first came across this one on Twitter so Mm. I actually posted something on the novel feelings Twitter account at novel underscore feelings of course Uh, so I posted something a while ago that was like I can't remember the exact tweet something along the lines of you know I'd love to read books where mental health issues are integrated within stories in a more broad sense rather than books that are just about, you know, issues books, books that are Mm. focused entirely on a person's recovery, whatever that means for that person from, from mental health issues. And Mm. this account called Amplify Bookstore actually replied and recommended Darius the Great is not okay. And I hadn't heard of this book before and I looked it up and I thought it sounded really quite interesting and had been well-reviewed. And I ended up picking it up uh, in a queer bookshop in Melbourne called Hairs and Hyenas, um, which we went to as part of Bookshop Bingo in 2020. So Bookshop Bingo was essentially a bit of a trek across Victorian bookstores, which had been hard hitched as many bookstores and indie sellers have been as a result of COVID-19. So it was a bit of a prompt to sort of, get back into buying from independent bookstores from local bookstores so I saw this and was like ah that's the one that was recommended to me by Amplify read it last year really enjoyed it and thought it'd be great for the podcast cool I think
1: I heard about this book through the book twitter universe
0: (laughs) but never really
1: paid attention to it until you brought it up so yeah I really enjoyed this book as well
0: yeah, and I know you've recently been on a bit of an amplify bookstore hunt. Yeah, as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. I um, because we've been on we've been in lockdown. The, yeah, the, <laughs> I think the anxiety slash I don't know general shitty feelings that come with, <laughs> that come with lockdown meant that I was procrastinating. <laughs> so of course, I hit a bookstore website. <laughs> Yes, And just like scroll through all the books. I'm like, oh, should I spend money? No, I shouldn't. Yeah,
0: why not? Very in character for you. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, you know, what's disappointing Mm. is I was listening to our recording for our first episode, which I've been editing recently, for 13 mm. Reasons Why. And at the start of that, we talk about how great it is to be out of lockdown and touch wood it doesn't happen <laughs> again. Yeah, not not fantastic. So, mm, <sighs>
1: yeah, I guess we should never say that, say that again. <laughs> <How laughs> I it again. Oh. I know, yeah.
0: Oh, well. There are, there are worse ways to spend lockdown than looking at books from diverse authors, though. <laughs> Exactly, (laughs) yes. (laughs) So the other reason why we chose this book is because of its representation of depression. So in an interview, which is at the end of the copy that I have anyway, I'm not sure which edition I have, but uh, Adib Khoram talks about how he really wanted to look at mental illness as part of a person rather than a crisis and stepping away from the suicide narrative, which was... Quite prominent in literature about mental health issues. Um, yeah, still prominent today, but that was kind of the dominating story for a long time. And he's also spoken about in other interviews as well, wanting to write about mental health issues and to write about depression to destigmatize it too, which I think is a pretty noble cause.
1: Mm, yeah. Well, I read your copy, so I read this interview as well. <laughs> <laughs> he also talks about his own complicated feelings growing up being a child of the diaspora
2: mm.
0: and
1: still and as an adult still grappling with these feelings
0: yeah. so he's he's iranian american i believe yeah. but um grew up entirely in america and actually hasn't been to iran
1: mm. yeah so he did research quite heavily for this book including using his own family stories and photos but I am here not just for the representation of depression, but for the diaspora experience as well. Yeah,
0: 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is a story that integrates a lot of big things as well. So we have, mm. um, of course, as, as is the central sort of focus of our podcast, we've got mental health, but we also have the cultural diaspora. We have bullying. We have
2: mm.
0: potential sexuality things coming out not not explicitly mentioned but there's there's sort of hints that Darius mm. is not going to be straight yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of setting up I think for future storylines along that ways but yeah well we also found this in a queer bookshop so <laughs> well look soon yeah. <laughs> I did find it in hairs and hyenas um, mm-hmm. I had expected that to be a larger part of this story than it was and it didn't, uh, I'm I'm disappointed it wasn't there. I think it it actually handled it quite beautifully as perhaps someone who isn't quite at the point of even realising himself what his sexuality is, that I Mm. haven't read the sequel, but I am kind of guessing that that might play a bigger part in part two. Yeah.
1: And other big topics include racism Mm -hmm. and religious discrimination. So we've got microaggression outright racism to structural discrimination Yep.
0: so a couple of content notes for those as we go through
1: yeah and then there's weight stigma and fat shaming there's death of a parent and grief or even anticipatory grief Mm. in this case as well and some suicidal ideation yeah
0: yeah okay so lots to talk about today let's start Mm. our recap and detailed discussion
1: so Darius Kellner is a high school sophomore in Portland, Oregon. His little sister is in second grade. So, um, apologies for any mispronunciation going in. <laughs> we did try to look up all of the the Iranian names and words, um, but we might get it wrong.
0: Yeah, our Farsi is based on yeah. like Google pronunciation and YouTube pronunciation. So, our apologies yeah. <laughs> if there are any errors coming through there.
1: Yeah, that's right. Their mother, Shirin, is an Iranian migrant to the U.S., while their father, Stephen, is of European descent. We first meet Darius at his after-school job in a tea shop, a job he somewhat enjoys, but he's not having a great time in general.
0: No, and we we learn more about this as it goes on as well, Mm. but the seeds planted pretty early that Darius is very critical of himself and critical of the world around him. He's being bullied at school despite the school's clearly ineffective (laughs) zero-tolerance policy towards bullying. His ethnicity, weight and attitude seem to make him a target at school. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Um, His home life isn't great either. So even though he loves his family, their relationship isn't easy. And his father is also living with depression but he's often very critical of Darius in ways that lead him to think his father sees Darius's struggles as being Darius' own fault. Mm. So let's talk about depression. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow a topic that we haven't talked about in a huge amount of detail yet. Um, yeah, amazing. <laughs> I don't know how we've gotten this far through the podcast yeah. <laughs> and not actually sort of talked about like the symptoms of depression because generally it's sort of been – Hinted at and other stories we've talked about, but not really centralized in this way. So our first mm. book where the focus, the mental health-related focus is more about depression. Yeah. All right. Well, this is exciting. I <laughs> think <Something laughs> as exciting as
1: depression. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay, so
0: what are some symptoms of depression? Okay. So according to our diagnostic criteria. There are nine key symptoms of depression, and to meet a diagnosis, five of these must be present, including depressed mood, so feeling sad, empty or hopeless, loss of interest or pleasure in things that used to bring you joy, significant weight changes, uh, insomnia or sleeping too much, feeling agitated or slowed down, fatigue, feelings of worthlessness or guilt, aka negative thinking, concentration difficulties, and or thoughts of death or suicide. So depression can affect you in lots of different ways. Yeah,
1: absolutely. There are a number of treatments for depression. So both therapies and medications have been well researched, and there's a lot of evidence for
0: both of these things working separately or together. Yeah, depression is one of the most studied mental health issues. And when something's studied a lot, you can typically find things that might to support it. So there's actually quite a number of uh therapeutic approaches which is you know, our main focus is psychologists that have found to mm. be effective for supporting people with depression. Some of the key ones include cognitive behavioral therapy, aka CBT, mm. acceptance and commitment therapy, aka ACT, mm. but there are lots of others as well. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a bit more about Darius's experience of depression because it is a very individual experience. So first of all, he tends to have a lot of the thought-based symptoms um, yeah. that we observe. So he has a very negative filter, tends to assume the worst and to judge other people's actions as being critical of him, sort of assuming mm. the worst of other people, and then that sort yeah. of reflecting badly on him too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so kind of a critical voice in his head and believes a lot of what this voice is telling him as well things like not being good enough not being a true persian is a common one that comes up and sort of not fitting in not belonging not being connected to mm. other people but i yeah. feel like that not good enough belief is sort of there at its core
1: absolutely and you see how quickly it overtakes him as well when it comes up like there was a scene with his sister where his sister can speak farsi really fluently mm. and Darius starts having these thoughts about how she was showing off. She, uh, I shouldn't have taken her with me. How dare she! And you know, this uh, it spirals really quickly in that sense.
0: Yeah, it doesn't take a lot to sort of trigger those thought spirals as well, um, mm-hmm. and we have mood impacts as well. So Darius seems to be feeling quite flat day by yeah. day. Like I wouldn't say it's extreme. Throughout the book, mm. um, there are definitely times where his mood seems to plummet. But you know, day by day, it's just yeah. sort of like not really experiencing a lot of joy in his life. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's it's his functioning in terms of he's getting out of bed and moving through the day. Yeah, it all feels a bit grey. I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: We don't have any explicit cause, quote unquote, um, to Darius's clinical depression. But the book suggests that there is a strong genetic component. We're first told explicitly about Darius and Stephen's depression by showing us that they both take medication for it. Um, in real life, there is genetic component of depression as there is of a lot of mental mm. health issues. But depression can be caused by lots of different things. You can develop depression without a family history or you can have a family history of it. And never develop depression yourself.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's something that comes up quite a few times in this book as well when people say things to Darius like, oh, what happened to you? What caused it? And he feels Mm. almost awkward (laughs) in response in needing to say or acknowledge that there wasn't a specific cause and that makes him Mm. feel more guilty about having depression too. But yeah. In real life, like depression is, it it can be lots of little things. It can be bigger things as well, but it's a sort of self-perpetuating cycle as well. So it's not just about external factors. It's about how Mm. depression likes to keep itself going too. So the thoughts sort of build on more thoughts and more beliefs. And then a lot of the things that depression can cause you to do can Mm. perpetuate depression as well.
2: Yeah,
1: I think that's a common experience of people with the with experience of depression that there's that guilt that you know life seems to be going okay but I still feel that this way why
0: yeah. why
1: can't I just be grateful or something like that and that doesn't help the depression
0: no no yeah. and in Darius's case we do get a sense of a lot of things that might be perpetuating his depression that might be Keeping it going. So, mm. first of all, there is bullying happening at school, as we mentioned earlier. And some of it is racial bullying as well. Like he, uh, there's a particular bully that calls him a terrorist at one point, which is awful, yeah. and is sort of sneaky and knows not to do it in front of teachers or anything like that, too. Mm. And then, yeah, that's something that Darius doesn't really know what to do with, how to respond to, and his father's advice isn't very helpful as well. Um, and yeah. his father seems to think that if he made himself less less of a target, he wouldn't be bullied.
1: Mm, which is very, it is very interesting coming from someone who also experiences depression. Interestingly, Darius and Stephen see the same doctors, last maybe psychiatrists. Yeah. This plus Star Trek and not speaking Farsi to Darius seem to be the only things they have in common.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But then they have this kind of strained relationship because his father is critical of his interpersonal style, yes. his weight, his looks, his haircut. Oh um seems to think that if Darius like improved himself more, like if he made, mm-hmm. you know, more of a I don't know, quote unquote effort with his appearance, yeah. he wouldn't be bullied. Yeah, not yeah. great. <laughs> no.
1: It also doesn't help that Darius feels disconnected from his culture. So Darius calls himself fractional Persian because he's half Persian on his mother's side. His mother didn't teach him Persian because she wanted him to fit in slash feel fully American. But she does teach Lole Farsi. Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. the sister's like fluent in Farsi despite being much younger than Darius too.
1: And also born and lived has lived her whole life in the U.S.
0: Yeah. We learn more about why this was the case down the track and, you mm. know, Sharon had good intentions, wanted Darius to fit in, feel connected to American culture and Sharon was feeling, you know, mm. had that diasporic experience as well when she migrated to the U.S. and wanted him to feel more like he fit in. But over mm. time decided that it would be better for a new child to learn Farsi from a young age. So that's why she taught Lali.
1: Yeah. Even though she has good intentions, Darius ends up feeling like he doesn't fit in anywhere. He can't speak to his grandparents. He feels out of place in Persian gatherings. And yet he is bullied for being Persian at school.
0: He also has some symptoms of anxiety, although he's never been formally diagnosed with an anxiety disorder so, for example, you can see him catastrophizing at times. And catastrophizing is when anxious thoughts kind of build on one another and get worse and worse and worse and sort of jumping to conclusions. So, for example, when he was traveling to Iran, he was having mm. thoughts like, what if they don't let us in? What if there was trouble at customs? What if it was weird? What if no one liked us?
1: Yeah. What we see throughout the book as well is that he merges his depression Only by taking antidepressant medication? Mm -hmm. We learn that he's had to trial a few medications and a previous medication gave him mood swings and left him feeling angry and impulsive. His current medication seems to be working well in that it keeps his mood stable, but there is a side effect of weight gain.
0: In his case, it doesn't like make the depression go away either. It just sort of Mm. seems to make everything more tolerable. He still experiences negative thoughts and still is experiencing low self-esteem and is very critical of himself and obviously doesn't have impact on the external factors that are contributing to his depression as well but it seems to help him but it's not really the solution I guess
1: it's like it just keeps
0: him going yes and that's valuable like I I don't want to dismiss that in the slightest but it did make me curious about whether Darius had tried therapy before as Mm. the strongest evidence for support of depression for severe or ongoing depression is a combination of medication and therapy Mm. and for people with more moderate or mild symptoms of depression therapy is often recommended before trialing medication too Mm -hmm. as well as things like lifestyle changes and but yeah he seems to have pretty much only experienced medication. Um, He sometimes references things that his doctor has said, which seem to be kind of therapeutic, such as there being no shame in crying and a few other things. But I didn't get the sense that he had trialed therapy in a traditional sense. So I was curious about that. It's just something that's not really mentioned throughout the book. Yeah, I didn't get the sense that he ever went to therapy either. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Interesting. I wonder if this book would have been different if he had experienced that, whether it's, you know, whatever that might have looked like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it would have been interesting. Anyway, back to the
1: plot. The calendars observe many Persian customs and regularly feed a chat with Shirin's relatives in Yast. After one such call, Darius learns that his grandfather's brain cancer is terminal. Mm. He is dying. As a result, the Kellners decide to visit the family in Iran, a country that Darius and his sister have never seen.
0: And this is when the real plot sort of kicks in. (laughs) Yeah. When we learn that they're going to be traveling to Iran.
1: Yeah. And his mother warns him before the trip that people in Iran don't think about mental health the way we do back home. Mm. So that's a flag, I suppose, about what Darius will be experiencing for the majority of the plot.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then we get a couple of scenes as they travel to Iran Mm. that really highlight the differences in cultural understandings of depression. So, for example, there's a customs scene where Darius is questioned by a customs officer about, like, why he's carrying medication and Darius says, you know, I I have depression. The officer Mm. asks what he has to be depressed about and He hates this question because the answer he has is nothing, but this makes him feel inadequate. And the customs officer says, you know, unhelpfully, probably your diet, too many sweets. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sadly for Darius, his father makes this sort of comments as well. Yeah. Especially about his diet. So at the airport, his father makes a comment about him not choosing a sub with vegetables And Darius feels angry and embarrassed about this. He later overhears his parents talking, including his dad saying, I don't want him to be ashamed, but he's got enough going on with his depression. He doesn't need to be bullied all the time too. He wouldn't be such a target if he fit in more, if he could just, you know, act a little more normal. And you can imagine Mm -hmm. how Darius felt
0: overhearing that as well.
1: Yeah, it's, I can see where parents you know, would have that instinct to fix a problem. Mm-hmm. Like they see their child in pain, so here's a practical and obvious solution. Just just do this yep. and it will be fine. That's because they want their child to stop being in pain. Yep. But it's not the correct approach, I suppose, because it only makes, well, in this case, Darius, only makes him feel worse about himself.
0: Yeah. I interpreted this as well because we know that his father, Stephen, has experienced depression throughout his life as well. And Mm. I can imagine he feels guilty about his son having the same experience, not that it Mm. is his fault. As we know, there is a genetic component to depression. He would also have that strong instinct to want to protect his child from what he knows is a truly devastating experience and Mm -hmm. we learn more about his experience too as it goes on but you're right it is the wrong approach it's like victim blaming Mm -hmm. and you know if someone doesn't fit in the solution isn't for that person to try to mold themselves to societal expectations
1: (laughs) yeah and it also I suppose you know when when your parents keep pointing out a flaw that they think you need to fix it's not motivating. No, absolutely not. If anything, it just makes you focus more on the fact that you have this supposed flaw.
0: Yep. Yeah. Definitely. And mm. along the lines of weight, weight stigma too, um, we know through the book that Darius understands his weight changes to be an impact of his antidepressant medication as well. Mm. And he understands that it's not something that's really that much within his control, what his weight's doing. So regardless of whether he's eating the vegetable sub or the tikka masala sub, yeah. there's, it's probably going to have very little impact on his weight. And that's true to an extent because weight gain can be a side effect of medication. But my interpretation of that is it's better to feel better in your brain and to have a bit of weight gain than it is to maintain your weight at one size and to feel terrible so if that's a side effect of him feeling better then I would be like okay Mm. it's that's just something that the family needs to accept there are other ways to ensure that he is healthy without having such a weight focus
1: yeah absolutely and so in the story upon arriving in iran Darius finally meets his grandparents for the first time because his mom hadn't oh. been
0: home for how long was it? Twenty years, maybe.
1: Yeah, all of Darius' life, at yeah. least.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, oh, his grandmother is so sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, she cries and you know kisses him a lot and tells him that she loves him. But Darius still finds himself struggling to fit in because he doesn't speak Farsi and many customs are different.
0: Yeah, they both speak some English but aren't extremely confident English speakers. Um, yeah. So they can sort of communicate. His grandmother speaks better English than his grandfather does, but it's there's still mm. a little bit of a barrier there.
1: Yeah, and I think also some of it is perhaps Darius's fear about opening up to her mm-hmm. and not knowing what, what they have in
0: common as well. Yeah, he struggles just to have a conversation with her that's sort of on the same page that flows he finds himself very awkward and uncomfortable and not knowing what to talk about when she's when both of them are around really
1: yeah and his grandfather doesn't understand why he takes medication for his depression Mm. so (laughs) again his grandfather asks what do you have to be depressed for you have to think positive baba you just have to try harder Who hasn't heard that before? Uh,
0: (laughs) Just think positive. Oh, depression cured. Isn't that great? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But we also see, I suppose, Darius's negative thinking in this because Mm -hmm. he immediately interprets this as, I will never be good enough for my grandfather. Not, you know, not perhaps the more balanced interpretation of, you know, my grandfather comes from a culture that doesn't understand mental health.
0: Yep. Yeah, he automatically assumes it's reflecting badly on him and that there's no hope there as well. Yeah. And he does struggle to connect with his grandfather. He he begins to connect with his grandmother more as the story progresses, but it is more yeah. challenging with his grandfather too. Yeah. However, Darius soon makes a friend, which is nice. <laughs>
2: Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody. I'm
1: Megan. And I'm Samantha. With Literary Lushes, And we want to tell you about our podcast. Join us every other week as we dive into a sci-fi or fantasy novel where we also drink
0: cocktails inspired by the novel. We post YouTube videos of us making the cocktails.
2: And a lot of the
1: times we even have the author's on, including Dennis E. Taylor, Marissa Myers, and even Angela Roquet. So join us because you don't want to miss the podcast that's been described as not taking ourselves too seriously. And with that, we say stay, stay lively, lively with your libations.
0: So Darius soon meets Sarab who is the teenage son of a neighbor and friend of his grandparents, and they connect pretty instantly. Sarab is Baha'i, a persecuted religion in Iran, and seems to understand what it's like to be an outsider. Although their friendship starts off a bit rocky, uh, things, things do get better. But we do get a scene where they play soccer together and Darius feels humiliated after the other boys make comments about his uncircumcised penis in the showers, which is a pretty sad scene because um, yeah. Darius's response He becomes extremely upset by this and thinks uh, maybe dad was right. Maybe I would always be a target. I'd never fit in, not anywhere. And he sort of has an anxiety attack afterwards. It doesn't help as well that Saurabh makes a comment too. um, Yeah. And he thought that they were sort of connecting. But Saurabh seems to have this tendency to sometimes say the wrong thing. Generally, he's quite sensitive and great, but occasionally he does say something that is very triggering mm-hmm. for Darius. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Eventually they do reconcile, but yeah.
1: Yeah. I suppose even a very nice boy is still a teenage boy. Yep. <laughs> and human, so it's okay. Uh, and, we forgive him.
0: Of course. And Sarav <laughs> did say as well, look, you know, he, when he apologised, he said it was nice to not be the target from those other boys for once. So yeah. he made an impulsive decision that he regretted, but he did apologise for it, so I'll give him credit for that.
1: Yeah. And Saurabh and Darius become inseparable, with Saurabh reintroducing Darius to soccer, accompanying him on family trips to famous sites, and joining in holidays like Noru's. I just realized that whenever I pronounce
0: Darius's name, it's, it changes. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard because our natural instinct, I think, is to say Darius. And- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As Darius. Darius. <laughs> I understand it's pronounced Darius, so we are trying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. um, gradually, Darius begins to feel more at home and opens up to Surabh about his depression and insecurities, particularly where his father is concerned. Meanwhile, Darius's grandfather's condition is deteriorating. He sometimes forgets where he is, or he has violent mood swings, which is quite upsetting
0: to the family. Yeah, particularly a scene at a party where his grandfather yells at his grandmother, which Mm. we learn was very out of character for him until he Mm. was becoming very ill. And, yeah, that sort of anticipatory grief that you mentioned is very real throughout this story. It's very sad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, this would be such an interesting story from, Darius's mother's perspective as well I feel like Mm -hmm. what is it like to have not seen your parents for 20 years and then coming home to a dying father whose change whose personality is different Mm -hmm.
0: yeah we get a sense that it is very hard on both Darius's mother and grandmother Mm -hmm. but you're right it's not from their perspective so we only get Darius's thoughts as someone who's quite new to the country and new to the extended family too so different different experiences he didn't have that sense of closeness with his grandfather before he's just been someone on a Skype call for a very long time Um, and actually meeting someone in person yeah, yeah very different experience yeah absolutely anyway as the novel goes on we do get a bit of a climactic scene. So shortly before the Kalners are scheduled to leave Iran, after being there for quite a while, <laughs> like yeah. it was a sort of <laughs> extended trip, like a month or so I believe that they were in mm-hmm. Iran, Darius goes to Saurabh's house to find him and his mother in tears, learning that Saurabh's father was killed in prison. When he learns that Darius brought him a pair of cleats as a parting gift, Saurabh, lashes out angrily accusing him of being selfish for wanting to play soccer and says some very harmful things and Darius Mm. runs off in tears he's eventually found by his father who consoles him and explains for the first time why he has seemed to be so hard on Darius so his father was once suicidal and he worries that Darius might experience the same tendencies if he doesn't keep his depression tightly in check so we sort of get them finally opening up to each other mm. about all of these unsaid things for a long time. Mm,
1: the answer is often communication. Uh, yes. In my head, it's just
0: like, you know, that
1: SpongeBob gift with the rainbow.
0: <laughs> communication. <laughs> but, <it's, yeah. laughs>
1: but we also learn, you know, that, that memory of his father not giving Darius a bedtime story, that was around the time where Stephen was feeling suicidal yeah. So, yeah, he stopped reading to Darius, not because Darius wasn't good enough for him anymore, but because he was, I think Stephen described it as pre- pretty much being a zombie at that time.
0: Yeah, so his father used to read to him as a child every night and it was very much a bonding thing, right? Mm, and then suddenly yeah. he seemed to stop. So Darius had previously interpreted that as being something very different something like his yeah. father not wanting to spend time with him anymore and that mm. seemed to be quite a pivotal moment in his experience of depression so mm. I wouldn't call it a cause but definitely a key moment that contributed but then mm. of course we finally learned the truth the context behind what was happening
1: but we get this lovely quote also where it says suicide
0: isn't the only way you can lose someone to depression Yes, and I think that's a very important quote as well to come out of this story. Yeah. But I really love that scene. I think for me that was sort of uh, something really meaningful, you know, having that moment between the two of them because as great as it was that Darius was fi- finally had a friend in Sora yeah. um, and mm-hmm. someone he could confide in and someone who, Sort of was on the same page as him for a lot of it, Mm. and they had quite like a soft friendship as well, like an affectionate friendship, which we don't often see between two teenage boys and stories. So, I really liked that. Um, Mm. but you know, we have that, and that's valuable. But I also think his relationship with his father is such a key relationship in his life. So, to actually see him taking some steps, both of them taking some steps towards healing that relationship and strengthening it beyond just the however many minutes of Star Trek it is per night. (laughs) It's like a carefully sanctioned time that they were spending together. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, that has a real positive and might help him feel more connected at home when he does return back to Oregon. Yeah,
1: it's a bit like, you know, romantic relationships aren't going to fix you. Friendships are valuable and definitely would be helpful but it also isn't going to fix no. the issues that are in your life. You know, it might help you deal with them, but it doesn't make things magically get better.
0: Yeah, that's why we need to work on things from lots of different perspectives. Mm. And yeah, mm. I think throughout this book as well, we see Darius's thought processes change too. He's feeling more connected to his culture. He strengthens his relationship with his grandparents, particularly his grandmother they actually start having more natural conversations. Uh, Mm. You know, even just talking about something like ABBA, I think at one point, (laughs) (laughs) which was very sweet. Um, Mm. But also feeling like there is a sense of belonging. You know, he does feel connected to others. He does feel more like a a true Mm. Persian, but also just feeling more comfortable in himself as well. He's playing soccer (laughs) more often and is actually quite skilled at it. And I think that makes him feel good about himself as well. And a lot of these Mm. thoughts sort of come back with him to America. Thankfully, Saurabh and Darius do sort of heal things before the Calvinists leave. So Saurabh apologises and they reaffirm their friendship and promise to keep in touch. And after returning to America, Darius finds his life has changed for the better. So, for example, one of his former bullies um, has Mm. reached out to him. His gym teacher encourages him to try out for the school soccer team and he's considering it. And he's feeling closer to his culture and his father. And mm. in turn, his father strives to be more supportive of his son. So Yay. quite a hopeful note that we end on.
1: That's right. And, yeah, again, we know that the depression hasn't disappeared.
0: No. We, yeah. I mean, we don't sort of yeah, get yeah. <laughs> like going to the doctor yeah. and the diagnosis is no longer relevant or anything. <laughs> but it has shifted maybe some of those core beliefs that were keeping Mm. the depression going have changed or at least maybe Mm. lost some of their strength and yeah that sets things up for maybe over time things continuing to get better for him so feeling more connected to his family being more involved at school um Mm. maybe you know new hobbies he's interested in doing like an internship and trying some new things and just various lifestyle things that might help him too and I think his relationship with his father might be really healing in there as well
1: yeah absolutely
0: and that wraps up our recap recap. let's move on to our favorite moments
1: I don't know this is not a favorite because it was nice But it really hit me hard when the calendars were going, were leaving, and Darius's mother had to say goodbye Mm -hmm. to her father, knowing that he would probably die pretty soon. Yes. Yeah. I also love Darius's moments of connection with his grandmother. She's very outwardly affectionate towards him, and genuinely wants to know him it seems but it took him a while to open up that channel of communication I suppose so when they do connect I thought that was really lovely
0: I think so as well I agree
1: (laughs) yeah what about you Elise what are some of your favorite moments
0: uh the key moment that stood out for me was the scene where Darius and his father talk and communicate so Mm -hmm. where Stephen explains his own history with depression and suicidal ideation and that just felt like such a pivotal moment for me you know Stephen was not I didn't he didn't strike me as being bad at communication throughout the book like he says you know he, he has this like love that's very clear you know his love for his wife and his love for his his son and his daughter and regularly says, I love you, and everything. But sometimes mm. his actions didn't show that. So he sometimes mm. had the words, but not the actions. So to actually reach out to Darius in that moment and to open up, I thought was really powerful too. Mm. I think this book has a lot of just really great moments as well. <laughs> like it's very it's quite a subtle book at times, but there's so many great things. Um I love not because I enjoyed it but the scene where Darius wants to make tea for his grandfather and his grandfather takes over and assumes that he doesn't know how to make tea the Persian way of course and Darius is a tea enthusiast who works at a tea shop he makes tea all the time he knows what he's doing but his grandfather just sort of steamrolls and assumes and how that makes Darius feel and he's also unable to actually articulate to his grandfather, no, I know how to do it. Let me show you. It's okay. Mm. I'd love to do, I'd love to share this with you. Mm. I thought that was really powerful. And on the Mm. flip side, when the family, when his grandparents actually start using the tea that he brought as a gift, I thought was very nice too. Um, That was something that he chose with such care and something that his grandfather initially dismissed. So when his grandmother actually uses the tea and really likes it and actually requests it again, I thought that was just such a nice moment and a nice gesture to, even though it might be out of her comfort zone, something they're not used mm. to, to make that effort and to be open to that experience, I thought it was really nice. And I love mm. yeah I love how this book talks about food as well. Yeah. <laughs> Like I don't know any Persian recipes. Apparently, I need to go and find them.
1: <laughs> yeah, they do sound delicious. And oh, actually, I forgot before, but I love the tarufing. Yes, <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> you know why? Because it's a thing in Indonesia as well. I hated it growing up. <laughs> Every time someone came over to our house, we have to do the thing where you, "Would you like a drink?" Oh no, no, we're okay. And then my mom would be like, "Get them a drink anyway," and I, you know, and I'm like, "But they said no," and mum was like, "Just do it," <laughs> and I would get them drinks, and the guests would be like, "Oh no, you shouldn't have bothered," and I'm like, "Oh my god,"
0: <laughs> yeah, I got a touch of that with my um, Eastern European side as well.
1: And I remember when I was in high school and I was about to move to Australia. Someone said to me, "You do not do this thing," you know, if you're going. We call it something else in Indonesia. It's called, I think it's sunkan, but it's the same thing as taruf. So you say no when you really want to say yes sort of thing yep. to be polite. <laughs> and I was told you do not do that in Australia. If you're thirsty, say yes, I want a drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or you're not going to get a drink. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, I, so interesting how it's not a universal yeah. thing, but how it, it comes up in lots of different cultures. I know, it's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what would you give this for your star rating? I
1: would give it a four. I was actually indecisive about this, but I think I would go with a 4.5 stars. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed Darius's voice Mm -hmm. as the narrator. I didn't always get the sci-fi references, (laughs) but I thought (laughs) that he was quite funny yet sincere. And I really, I just really enjoyed reading his his voice I also like what you mentioned before that this is a story of a boy with depression not a story about depression yeah yeah and I love that it's it intersects with this experience of getting in touch with your roots when you've been living in a diaspora I don't have the exact same experience, but I am Chinese Indonesian. And when I was quite little, there was a lot of political riots, I suppose, a lot of Mm. structural discrimination against Chinese Indonesians. So my parents had Chinese names and my dad spoke some of his local dialect. But when I was born, we weren't allowed to speak the language, weren't allowed to have Chinese names. Mm. Um, so I didn't get any of that culture before the age of 12, I think. That was when I was about 12. That was when the political tide started turning a little bit. Yeah, But I guess I can relate to that feeling of not fully understanding part of my heritage. Mm. Yeah, and I've never been to China. I don't feel any connection to it, I suppose. And I would wonder what it'd be like if I did go. But yeah, I think I find reading this make me think about that a lot. Yeah, I also thought that it was beautiful the way it wrote about that sense of belonging that that grew towards the end. As you say before, a lot of people with mixed race are often caught between the two cultures and it can be difficult to develop that sense of identity Mm. so to see that on the page and to see that Darius does develop that sense of identity is really quite lovely because you know it gives you a sense of hope that it is possible and you're not always just caught in between
0: yeah thank you for sharing that Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah I completely agree with Everything you've said. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I also give it 4.5 stars, and much of my own notes reflect what you said in terms of what I liked about the story. (laughs) Um, So I'll try to avoid repeating what you've said. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I found it a very emotional story. It was laugh out loud, funny (laughs) at times, and just, yeah, all around a really great book. Um, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I loved how intersectional this book was so how mm. it talked about depression and mental health and how it talked about culture and community and connection weight stigma medication um some budding queer identity mm. potentially there was definitely a bit of a spark that I don't think was just some text between Darius and Sorab. <laughs> yeah uh yeah I thought it was really really well handled for some really challenging themes. Darius himself Mm. wasn't always likeable at times, but I think that's kind of the point. Um, Yeah, parts of him that were not likeable I think reflected the way that depression affected him and his thought patterns and his mood and so on. So I think it did did a great job and I think this is a book that might really... Yeah, as the author intended, destigmatize some of Mm. these depressive symptoms that people might experience. I also agree around the sort of cultural connection piece, you know, my family. I don't relate to Darius's experiences a huge degree in terms of the cultural diaspora and my experience dissimilar (laughs) to his Mm. and you know, probably not this not to the same degree as yours would be as well mm. i'm just going to assume but you know my family i'm polish on one side and i've never been to poland um my mm. grandparents were from there and mm. i know very little about that side because a lot of our family history has been lost and i have grown up not really connected to that culture at all because of the intergenerational trauma Mm. My parents were both born in Australia. I was born in Australia and I'm not a visible minority. So I it just makes me curious about my own culture and what what I you know might be missing out on to a degree and wanting having a desire mm. to learn more about that side and to share that and to explore that down the track. There's something lost there that I'd love to be able to find one day. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that too. Yeah. I did have some very minor criticisms of the book, which, you know, I've obviously given it 4.5 out of 5. It's not that big of a yeah. deal. Um, although I did appreciate the way that the book talked about depression and normalized depression, um, I would have liked a little bit more context around ways to cope with depression that aren't medication. So, mm doesn't mean the character needed to go to therapy but I just found it interesting that that was never mentioned or like trying other things aside from medication um, specifically aiming to help so I am curious about whether that might come up in the sequel I also acknowledge that as this was a very character driven book it's not very plot heavy. So, mm. you know, it's very introspective, which is great, but if you don't connect with the characters and love the characters, you might have a bit of a hard time with this book. And it was really about more themes than things that happen. So, mm. not a bad thing. I have a personal preference for probably like 20% more plot to be thrown in there, yeah. but I liked the characters so much that it didn't really bother me, but I understand why some people if you don't connect with Darius, you might have some trouble mm. with that. <laughs> but overall, yeah, absolutely. Sounds like we both really liked it. Yeah, I think we did. Good choice, Elise. Thank you. (laughs) So now we'll briefly talk about some of the views from people who also have similar life experiences. So we weren't able to find any reviews from bloggers or reviewers who talked about sharing exactly the same cultural background or talked about the representation of um, Persian culture but we did find in Goodreads some people talking about similar experiences with their own cultures, similar to what we've talked about. So, for example, a Goodreads reviewer who talked about um, similar experiences with her Thai identity. So, you know, specific connections to the to mm-hmm. her own family, but also more general ones, such as not being able to communicate much with grandparents or feeling awkward around them, or not knowing things about your own culture that you feel you should already know. Yeah, a few people did talk about the portrayal of mental health issues. So, for example, uh, Bailey Britton from the Kansas State Collegian described the portrayal of mental illness in the book, this book as being spectacular, talking about their own experience with anxiety and depression and saying how real this felt and how relatable the anxious thoughts and the awkwardness he feels felt as mm. well. And there was a review from a blog, Sparkly Pretty Bright. So this reviewer said, As a person who grappled with reconciling my Christian upbringing with my homosexuality during formative teenage years, and who understands the tension of holding so many conflicting balls in the air at one time and feeling like, no matter what, you're doing it badly, I read this book with a growing sense that I knew Darius. He was my voice. My experience from all those years ago sprung to life with a kind of self-effacing, doubting honesty that comes with the territory of the challenging teenage years and which feels emotionally naked and straight to the heart in a way that you really have to fight to hang on to as an adult when it's all too easy to let all kinds of things crowd in to cloud your perception. So we'll link to those reviews in our blog post if you want to read them in more depth. It's some really beautiful writing from other people, I'm just going to yeah, say. Yeah,
1: that's really good. Speaking of our blog posts, we will also be including recommended readings such as relevant mental health resources,
0: on depression, what depression is, and how to access support for it. Yes, we'll include information from a few different sources there. There's no shortage of writing about depression. I think the key is just finding (laughs) something that isn't overwhelming.
1: Yes, absolutely. And as usual, we'll also provide some recommendations around other fiction. If you like this book and are keen to check out something similar, there is a sequel, as we Mm -hmm. mentioned before. Darius the Great Deserves Better.
0: yeah Yeah. this is on my tbr list (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, i need to pick it up i need to go to hares and hyenas again um yeah yeah keen to see what happens next keen to see if darius ends up exploring his sexuality more and what life is like for him back in america after his visit to iran yeah he has a boyfriend definitely in the second book yeah i think there's, there's definitely some kind of love story that happens. Yeah. So. that's that's not a spoiler, by the way. It was in the <laughs> summary. <laughs> yeah, but I want to know the journey from like him not really yeah. talking about or sort of thinking about his own sexuality to getting sent boyfriend. So yeah, very <laughs> yeah.
1: Some other coming of age stories with similar themes include the Secret Diary of a Part-Time Indian. And Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe.
0: Yeah, both really good books that I've read a number of years ago. Both Mm -hmm. sort of exploring uh, teenage boys and connection to culture. Yeah, I
1: would also mention, I don't know how similar this is, but Frankly in Love by David Yoon popped into my head just then. It's a story of a Korean-American boy reconnecting with his parents, or understanding more about where they came from. If you would like to read another book about the diaspora experience, Don't Date Rosa Santos by Nina Moreno is also a good one that I've read recently.
0: Fantastic. Okay, so I think that wraps us up for today. So... Thank you so much for listening, everybody. For all of the resources we mentioned in this episode, check out our website, novelfeelings.com, where we post our episode summary, links to further reading for each episode, as well as getting information for yourself or somebody you care about. If you like us, please leave us a review on
1: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to ask us a question
0: or a for chat, you can send us a message via our website or you can contact us on social media we're on twitter goodreads and instagram at novel underscore feelings everywhere
1: yeah and you can also find me
0: on bookstagram at Pave with books with an extra S. thank you so much for listening everybody now go out and read darius the great if you haven't already <laughs> yeah have a good one see you later bye, bye.